Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to Season 4, Episode 5 of the 10 Minute Break Podcast. Thanksgiving special. This podcast is officially sponsored by Jesuit Bleacher Shop. It is cold, y'all. Have you ever wondered, where's your jacket? Where's your hoodie? You don't have a Blue Jay hoodie? Well, don't worry. Go to the Blue Jay Shop. They have everything, pencils, dog leashes, jerseys, coffee, anything you could ever desire at the Jesuit Blue Jay Shop and the Monticello Estrada building at Jesuit. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back, everyone. Obviously, I'm one of your hosts, Patrick Dowd, here alongside Roland Wagusback. What up, boys? And Killian Line. What's up? And, you know... As you might have heard in the intro, it's a it's a Thanksgiving special. It's a Tuesday on Thanksgiving week. You know, we got the Thanksgiving drive tomorrow. We've got the Thanksgiving days on Thursday. So we're just gonna kind of talk about some some stuff about Thanksgiving. You know, we'll have a little fun episode with that, and we're also gonna talk about you know just the fall in general and what's kind of going on here at Jesuit, especially with uh, some of the sports success we've had recently. There's been some state champs there. State champs, baby. All right, so um, I guess we'll just roll into some Thanksgiving stuff. Uh, obviously, one of the pivotal days of a Jesuit student's career, everyone remembers for their entire life, would be the Thanksgiving drive. I know all three of us here have done it for four years now. This will be our fifth. And, you know, we're just going to, I guess, kind of talk about that a little bit. So if anyone wants to. I mean, it's just, it's just the whole day is special. It's one of those days where you wake up early to go shopping, and you're not really upset about waking up early. You get there, and even if you're not excited, you feel like you have to do something. Like, it's mandated. The moment you walk into row bears, it's like the day kicks off, and it's just a special day. It's crowded. Everybody is smiling. Everybody is happy. It just shows you something about service and being a man for others, how it helps you be happy. That's the key to happiness is serving others. Then that brings you back to school where you're packing the bags, the boxes, I'm sorry. And you're getting turkeys and you're filling the boxes with cans. And everybody's running around. Like if you just walk in the courtyard on Thanksgiving packing. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like you're gonna run into like eight people. And then you have and then you have Mr. DeRosa handing out the turkeys, trying to trying to make up a new turkey one liner every time he hands out a turkey. It's impressive. It's, I don't it work I mean, every time. Not not sure. How he comes up with all those jokes, but I mean, and then right from the packing, you go out prayer service. You kind of take a second to calm down with the rest of the school. Remember why you're doing what you're doing, although you feel the joy from it. Just truly realize. And then the Thanksgiving drive is peaked off and delivering, where you get to meet the people you're helping out and truly see you're making a difference. Uh, it's it's cool to see the transition. Um, you know, you're waking up early. Uh, it's dark outside. It's cold, but as soon as you walk into the doors at the Road Bears that we uh, all shop at, you know you see just the countless number of people in blue and gray, all smiling, laughing, eating, shopping, and it just brings a sense of brotherhood that you you find throughout Jesuit. But this is definitely one of the key points that highlights the brotherhood that Jesuit students have with each other. And like Roland said, the prayer service. Uh, really lets you it kind of sets the mood for Thanksgiving it lets you understand why you're doing the Thanksgiving drive you begin to feel grateful for what you have and then for those that deliver it's a 
beautiful gift to see who you're helping and to personally talk to them and to pray with them. And so overall, the day is just a, a wonderful day. Yeah, I think one part of the Thanksgiving drive, you're in your homeroom, you're always talking about who's going to shop, who's going to deliver. People talk about, oh, my favorite part's delivering, oh, my favorite part's shopping. I think one thing that's overlooked, while it's super important, everyone realizes it, is that Thanksgiving Day service or the, the Thanksgiving Drive service. You know, I think it's really symbolic because very, very few times in a year does a student body come together. Even when we have all school mass, there's only two masses a year where we have all five grade levels. It's two masses a year with the Mass of the Holy Spirit and the Feast of the Immaculate, and the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. I, I knew that. Thank you. Of course. But, I knew that too. And then for the third day, it's Thanksgiving Drive. Besides that, that's it. So I think it's super symbolic of us coming together as a, as a school, as a community, to do something that's, you know, really great. And that, you know, is, is the highlight of many Jesuit alumni and why they come back, why they organize baskets and, and that kind of thing. And even to go what Patrick says about the few times we meet in the chapel all together, the, the Mass of the Holy Spirit and the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, the whole student body is in, in ties and suits. This is the only time where the whole student body is in the chapel and uniform. And I don't think that's a, that's a big thing the school's pushing for to make a big difference with it. But I think there is something symbolic there. But then also, you know the Thanksgiving drives a big deal and important when people are willing to come to school for three days in a week when most people have the whole week off. And most people, they're not even upset about it. And you go talk to the, the first person you see in the halls and be like, how do you feel about having school this week? They'll go, well, you know, it's perfect Thanksgiving drive. We need that day to help others. Yeah, I mean, I, I've really honestly had that experience a couple of times this week because you talk about with other people, and it's, it's, man, just us, maybe a couple other schools, everyone's off this week, everyone. But then you keep talking. Why are we here this week? What do we do this week? And everyone's like, we're here three days. Well, are we really here three days? Well, no, the, the third day is just a Thanksgiving drive. And then once you start talking about the Thanksgiving drive, all of the complaining, all the stuff kind of goes away. People realize why we're here, the importance of this drive, and it kind of, you know, it uplifts everyone, and it, I think it, that's, it's really telling when you've got a bunch of teenage boys, a bunch of high schoolers who are willing to go to school for a couple extra days, like you said, just for the significance of this, this drive. It also shows how special Jesuit is, because I mean, no school does a Thanksgiving drive to the level Jesuit does. We help out a lot of families in the greater New Orleans area. And each family, I mean, most of the families have like eight people because it's families that come together. <laughs> They're families that come <laughs> together and celebrate Thanksgiving together. So it's the amount of people Jesuit feeds is incredible. I mean, it's, so, it's such a big deal that a lot of the times the news covers it. You'll see that some, you might even see the news crew while you're delivering baskets. It's just how special that day is. And, you know, with that, let's uh, introduce our special guest for today's podcast, Mr. Scott DeLatte. Mr. Well, DeLatte, how long have you been at Jesuit, and what have you been doing? Uh, well, I've been doing all kinds of things at Jesuit, uh, Roland. Uh, I've been here for 11 years, my 11th year here at Jesuit. Uh, I've kind of had a few different sort of capacities while I've been here. Of course, I've been teaching theology uh, my whole time here. Uh, I've also been the co-moderator of Student Council. Uh, I've co-moderated the Pro-Life Club and the choir. Uh, and of course, now I'm in charge of the service projects here. Um, you know, just kind of talking about now the Thanksgiving drives almost upon us now. Yeah, yeah. 
can you kind of talk about your experience before you became the service coordinator, you know, and how you really, what you thought of Thanksgiving Drive, what your experiences were, if you had any, you know, really cool experiences in that? Sure, yeah. Um, I've always loved the Thanksgiving Basket Drive. It's been one of my favorite things since I've been here. Uh, leading a Thanksgiving basket as a homeroom teacher is a, it can be a pretty stressful enterprise, to be honest with you. Uh, but I've always enjoyed it. Just like, you know, going to Row Bears on that day, the morning of at 5, 5.30 a.m. Uh, it's tough to get out of bed, but it's always joyful when you get there, right? Um, the breakfast that they have there, the donuts and the hot breakfast is always great. Everybody's also just in a joyful spirit, uh, I've found. And the, uh, the stresses of organizing Thanksgiving baskets, I find, just kind of goes away um, when you're in the midst of that joyful uh, atmosphere there at Row Bears. And then, you know, taking it back to, to Jesuit and assembling has always been uh, a pretty fun experience, I find, in the homeroom. And then delivering is also always a, a very rewarding but also interesting experience as well. Uh, so recently this year you became uh, the person in charge of the service projects. Yeah. Uh, coming up next semester is when the juniors, you focus on the juniors. Right, right, right. And uh, helping them with that 100-hour service project. How are you uh, preparing for that right now? Well, uh, to be honest, not too much in terms of like the, the minutia, right, the, the small details. Uh, I'm organizing right now trips kind of related to what you did, Killian, uh, when you went to uh, Dominican Republic um, over the summer. Uh, I've got about four trips or so that we have uh, planned in the works. We're kind of in the early stages of doing those. Of course, we're going to do uh, two Courts for Kids trips again, uh, not to the Dominican Republic and Panama this, uh, this year. Uh, I'd rather not say right now where we're going, uh, but that'll be released uh, within the next month or so. Uh, so I'm doing a little bit of groundwork with Courts for Kids and, uh, and to organize a couple domestic trips right now. But more of the heavy lifting for that's going to be a little bit later on down the road. To go back to the Thanksgiving drive for a second. Yeah, yeah. How many families are we feeding this year as a Jesuit community? So if you had asked me that this morning when I first got here, uh, I would have told you 530. But I think now it's going to be 532. Because uh, the, the requests are still coming in. Our ability to fulfill them is is increasing, right? Like just for instance, uh, Miss Authors uh, told me yesterday that over the weekend while they had their, their play, many of the Phil's parents just decided to start donating money for a Thanksgiving basket and she wound up with about $300, right? So $300 can do probably at least two more baskets. So I added a couple more baskets to her number, right? So I'm very grateful for her generosity. You know, obviously you spent, I guess, 10 years Mm -hmm. working from a homeroom teacher perspective or maybe right. some other you know perspectives looking at the Thanksgiving drive how did you how has it changed going into a much broader role you know being in charge of this whole mm -hmm. operation and how has that I guess changed your view at all if it has on the Thanksgiving drive and yeah no that's a great question Patrick um, to be honest it's totally different sort of being the head guy in charge of the Thanksgiving basket drive than just a homeroom teacher. When you're a homeroom teacher, you are just in charge of the five families. I say just in charge, that's a huge enterprise, but um, you know, that, that's your focus, right? Those five families and a lot of stresses go along with that. But then, you know, with regard to my role now, 
being in the position of kind of, you know, taking all the letters and all the requests, putting them into Excel documents, and then getting all that information to the teachers and to the alumni and all these different things. There's been so many moving parts, moving parts that I didn't even know 12 months ago existed, right? And um, to be honest, I would say my perspectives changed insofar as I did not realize how much went into it. But also, I'm also just in awe of the way that our community, our school community, from alumni to students to faculty, have just kind of, you know, manned up and done it, right? Um, you know, just the generosity of spirit that people have, that our alumni have, that our teachers have, to be able to go the extra mile and be able to provide for these families has just been really rewarding to be on the other side of. Speaking about that, the generous spirit of Jesuit. Yeah. How does that spirit, you think, affect the Thanksgiving drive to make it the special day that it is? Well, I would say that there is, in many ways, a great joy that just comes from being good and sharing the love of Christ and your blessings with other people. And I think that's, you know, we talked about earlier in the, in the podcast here, we talked a little bit about just the joy that has come from being at Robert's, right? The joy that comes from just being in that atmosphere. It's something that teaching eighth graders now, like I tried to explain to them the week before the Thanksgiving drive, like what it's all about. And, you know, I showed them pictures of previous Thanksgiving basket drives and they're, they're just kind of in awe and they don't really know what to make of it. They just heard about the Thanksgiving basket drive, but they've never really participated. And then I think people's experience of actually going and knowing that you're doing something good and knowing that you're doing something worthwhile and knowing that you're, you're following Christ to love the poor, to love those in need, to give to those that are in need from your abundance. Uh, I think there, there's a great joy that comes from that and that is the source of this great exuberance that you kind of find all over that day. I mean, you've talked about how, you know, the drive is really made up of a lot of different parts and how even on the drive day itself, it really, there's the shopping, there's the yeah. putting together baskets, there's the delivering. Uh, I guess this is more of an opinion for you. Hmm. What would you say is uh, your favorite part of the drive? Would it be the shopping, you know, with all the Jesuit students or was it going out and delivering? Yeah, to me, the, the shopping is, is the most important thing and the funnest thing. Uh, I just love, well, first of all, you know, it's so packed there, right? There's probably 600 people in that little grocery store, uh, but it's, it's great, right? You can't move, but you're like happy that you can't move for whatever reason. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just love that part. I love getting up early. I'm kind of an early bird to begin with. Like I wake up at four o'clock in the morning on most Saturdays anyway, just because that's just the way I am. But wow, I'm impressed. So tomorrow is no big thing for me. Um, I, I enjoy getting up early and to like go and just be, be around that, that joyful disposition is, uh, is a wonderful thing. Yeah. What do you do when you wake up at 4 o'clock? <laughs> I just got to ask. <laughs> well, so, Killian, I have, I have two children. Oh, that's right. And so, for, for me, like, to, to be able to just kind of wake up and, you know, have my own time and get, get a few things done and read a little bit, uh, I love that part. It's kind of like my peaceful part of the day. And then, you know, at 7 o'clock or so, my kids wake up, and then it's, it's madness. So, I like, uh, I like getting up early. I say 4 o'clock. Today I woke up at four o'clock in the morning. Most days I wake up closer to five thirty. <laughs> in my in my years of delivering, I've had some unique experiences, especially. Yeah. But uh, have you had any interesting or funny experiences delivering? Huh, that's a good question. To be honest, 
Nothing super eventful. Um, I, I've always had, now I've heard stories and I know other people have had experiences, but to be honest, most of my deliveries have always been knock on the door, hey, how you doing, happy Thanksgiving. You know, walk in, deliver the basket, say hello, chat for a couple of minutes, and then, you know, be on my way. I've never really had any, any crazy interactions. I guess to kind of wrap things up, is there anything, yeah. you know, you'd like to say, you know, just a final statement about the Thanksgiving drive, you know, what we're preparing for tomorrow and, you know, how we can kind of all take that into, you know, going into such a fun experience that we're going to get to do tomorrow? Yeah, uh, I think, you know, you, we've talked a lot over these last few minutes about just fun and joy that comes from it. And I think that that's, there's a great lesson to be learned in that, and that's that following Christ and doing good things is there's joy that comes to that, right? There's a certain joy in knowing that I'm following the Lord, that I'm giving to a good cause, that I'm helping those that are in need. And for me, that's the, that's the source, as I've said, that's the source of the joy of that day. And I hope by the time that guys leave here uh, on Wednesday morning, that, they, uh, that they've had a wonderful day, but they also leave content knowing that they've done something good and they've done something worthwhile. It sets the Thanksgiving holiday off pretty well. Yeah, I think so too. Puts yeah. you in the right mindset. No doubt. I guess, I, I just kind of thought of this. Is there any uh, way we can get a, a little uh, you know, inside information about who might be giving the uh, Thanksgiving drive talk tomorrow? Hmm. I think, uh, I think you're the only person that might not know, Patrick. That is true, Patrick. Yeah, Kelly and I both know. The, uh, Good question, man. The speakers tomorrow at the prayer service are going to be Patrick Roddy, who's going to speak a little bit about his time at Cruda Camp, and then also uh, Mr. Bourgeois for the faculty. Well, I mean, I really had no idea, so that's, uh, <laughs> that's fun. Well, thank you, Mr. Delat, for you know being on today to kind of give your insight into you know this this drive that we do every year. Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on, and it's been fun to be here with y'all. Y'all did a really good job. Good questions. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Thank you, Mr. Delat, for that insight on the Thanksgiving drive. Now let's shift into some personal Thanksgiving. Killian, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You know what, Rowan? This Thanksgiving. What? What are you doing? I'm going to be eating. All right, boys. Welcome back to part four of Killing's Concerns. I am your host of this segment, Killing Line, with my co-host Patrick and Roland. You know we're here. Oh yeah, it's an exciting one today. So if you think about it, a big part of Thanksgiving Day and each person's Thanksgiving, you know it's that Thanksgiving lunch, dinner, whatever time you eat. You know it's that big turkey sitting in the middle of the table. So for this Killing's Concerns, we're going to be ranking thanksgiving food so i mean just one thing i know it's a little bit i mean i know we're going to get into a little you know discussion later but just one thing as i'm asking i mean i've had some some fluctuation with this in my time as a as a, a kid eating you know thanksgiving dinner do you guys eat thanksgiving dinner or thanksgiving lunch i would say two or three so i would say like a, a dinner, maybe yeah. a similar lunch. here i think my family eats four-ish thanksgiving you know what i mean We've often, my family, we've, we've played football, you know, after. Oh, the turkey after, bowl. After we eat. It's always a big deal for us. It's true. So it's like you have to have time to let it, the food settle plus the time change. you got to make sure you have enough light left, light left in the day. It's true. So I guess you can go it's back complicated. and do it. It's complicated. Yeah, you're right. Go back and do it. You're so <clears throat> I guess obviously the first food choice that we have to cover is turkey. 
See, this is where I disagree with you, Kaylin. Turkey is the single most overrated part of Thanksgiving. Rowan, Rowan, can I agree with you? Huh? I agree with you. Okay, are you a dark meat or a white meat person? I'm a white meat person. Dark what? all the way. Dark. dark. You got to go. Dark Kaylin, is why, juicier. Why are you a white meat person? Personally, I don't have too much of an opinion on it. Uh, so, I... I I have no reason. I'm gonna be honest. See, but I just the, the dark meat just has that extra, that extra little something, that extra little, little flavor. Juice, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of build on that with you. Your original statement was that turkey was overrated. Um, I think there's definitely some basis to that. I know a lot of people like turkey. I mean, you have to have a turkey. You, okay, if it's Thanksgiving, you have to have a turkey. You have to have a turkey. No, not that's, saying it. Not saying it's the best part. Not saying it's it, it's saying it's a role player. It needs to be in the five. It's necessary, but see. People treat turkey like it's the star of the show. Nah. Turkey's not the star of the show. You gotta get, you get, a, you get a single slice of turkey. You can go. Pe- like people, are ne- people aren't excited to get turkey from the deli. Nobody wants to, like, turkey. Nobody really cares about turkey. I know what well, they pe- are excited for, though. What? A turducken. <laughs> have you ever had a turducken, Kelly? <laughs> I have. What was your opinion on said turducken? It was awful. <laughs> it was Nobody, it shouldn't exist. Anybody, <laughs> exists. If anybody listening has, is ever thinking about a turducken, don't get it. Don't get it. Don't. It's do so it. hard to make. It's so awful. <laughs> Nobody's ever liked a turducken in the history of Thanksgiving. We, we gotta explain for those for those at home that don't know what we're talking about. It's a turkey, ham, and duck combined. I don't know how they do it, and it's just awful. But continuing. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about turkey. I'm going to be honest, I'd rather, I mean, I mean, to have a bite of turkey, a few bites of turkey, yeah, serving a turkey. I like ham better than turkey as my main protein. I agree. That's, that's, I mean, my family does a similar meal for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. The Christmas meal is not to the level of Thanksgiving, but the big difference is there's a ham and not a turkey. I, I think, I'm with y'all. And I think the ham, the ham's a big bonus over the turkey. The ham's a big bonus plain, but like on a sandwich, turkey's better. I think it's 50-50. We're not... It's no, 50, no, 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 yeah, no. We're not no, getting no, this yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, okay, Kelly, move on. on. Next, next. Move food. on. Next, cranberry sauce. Never been a big cranberry sauce Me neither. Guy. I like cranberry sauce. Me neither. Uh, Never been a big cranberry sauce It compliments guy. the turkey, though, because the turkey can sometimes be dry. See, so. see, the cranberry sauce is there. As, as Patrick mentioned, cranberry sauce is the ultimate role player. It's not there to make itself known. It's there just to help others. That's, that's fair. I will say one thing with cranberry sauce. You always seem to get too much. You always, you know, you want to eat it with your turkey. You want to eat it with your thing. And you eat it, and you finish your turkey. You finish your ham. And then you just got a cranberry sauce sitting on your plate. And then you got to put your sides on there, and it, it gets iffy. You can kind of get and some mix in, and then it things can start going downhill quick because the, of the, the cranberry, that cranberry sauce. cranberry sauce overflow is kind of always a disappointment. That, yeah. 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 I can see that. It's tough. I guess uh, we got to move into some more positive uh, foods now. Killing positive, more. got you. Macaroni. Oh, that's macaroni a casserole. Just yeah, easily. Big macaroni, mac like that's a win. That's My grandmother's win. macaroni. It's I mean it's the fabled, the fabled dish. I mean, I mean oh, it's hard to be a big macaroni. And it's just it's it's always the first to go, but there's always more left. Oh, I mean, you you're a rookie at Thanksgiving when your family doesn't make at least three trays of macaroni. You need to make at least double the macaroni of what you do most other dishes. It's I just because it has the universal appeal. Yeah, the great grandmother likes it as much as the three year old. The three year old might only eat mac and cheese. The grandmother might only eat mac and cheese, but you know everyone at that table is eating mac and cheese. Is eating mac Every and cheese. single person. So I think a mac and cheese might be a unanimous unanimous. That's one. Anim- I don't know one. Whoa. It's unanimous. It's unanimous. Rolling on something top up three. Sleep. What's top your three? one, Rolling? 
Top, wait, okay. no, let's finish mac and cheese. Is mac, is mac and cheese a top three? Yeah, it has easily. to be. It has to easily. be. Easily. Okay, okay, Roland, I mean, I think mac and cheese is my one. What is your, oh, um, man. There's some other things. Man, we haven't I, it's, gotten definitely, it it's definitely top three. Appetite. Yeah, y'all know my favorite? Let's hear it. Uh-oh. Oyster dressing. I don't know. Do y'all do oyster dressing? Underrated, I, Roland. I do like oyster dressing if it's cooked right. It's an underrated thing, though. Not sure I've ever had oyster dressing. Honestly. Oh, oyster dressing. It's, it's we, my family always gets you, classic dressing, and so uh-uh. it's like that's like a it's another role my player. Family. It's like the turkey. It's like the the cranberry sauce. I get a serving, but it's my not, family, not the my pivotal. family does the the oyster dressing, the shrimp melaton. Both always hit. Yeah. Well, I think oyster dressing. I put it at one. Melaton's probably closer to the five mark. And then two, sweet potato. Oh my god, sweet I potato! Love sweet potato. Just a sweet potato, or like a sweet potato casserole. Oh, it's like a it's like a sweet potato casserole. Oh, it's like, you know, that's you pretty get good. Your, that, that's pretty sweet good. potatoes, brown sugar, my marshmallows. My family has the. Ooh. I honestly, we don't go marshmallows. We go sweet potatoes, brown sugar, pecans on the top. Oh, we do. We do a mixture. We do. I think we do pecans mixed in almost. I just. I think. Uh, I think for our family, we don't. We think this. This. this marshmallows almost make it. People m- might see it as dessert, and you know. We we try to make it more well, of a so side dish. Even with the marshmallows and brown sugar, sweet potatoes are so good. It is pretty much a dessert, to be honest. That's my opinion, at least. Killian, do you do the sweet potatoes? So I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't think my family does that much. I don't sweet have sweet potatoes. I don't have sweet potato casserole in my memory bank when it comes to taste. Wow. For some reason, when Kellen, I first Kellen, Kellen, if I were I'm you right about now, to make y'all mad. Can I, can I, I make your bed? I'd pull out. I'd pull out your phone. Call Miss Michelle right now and be like, "Mom, can I, can we I make need your, to get some sweet potato." Can I make y'all mad real quick? Oh no! When you first started talking about the sweet potato casserole, my, oh, no. my mind, like the memory of the taste, went immediately to carrot souffle. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Carrot souffle is a respectable dish. It's oh, good. It's, respectable. it's, it's not but, the same but, as. But, it's not sweet I'm potato. I'm calling out my mistake. I should not have automatically assumed. Hey, it tastes like hey, carrot. We respect souffle. it. We respect it. I mean, you're being honest on the show. It's kind, we it's we kind respect of, that. I mean, like it's a, it's a little similar, but not not completely. And so that's my fault. I have no opinion with uh, sweet potato casserole. Okay, the next item: mashed potatoes. Kelly, what do you say about mashed potatoes? Mashed potatoes by itself, I would say 5 out of 10. With gravy, 7 or 8 out of 10. Yes, you have to have the gravy. You have to. You have to. I mean, if you if you do Thanksgiving and don't take some of those those good gravy juices from the turkey, you're not doing something right. That's true. That's true. I would say my personal opinion, I mean, I love a good mashed potato. Don't not get me wrong. Good mashed potato, lots of butter, gravy. You're having a solid meal right there. I think it's an outlier in the Thanksgiving meal. I think there are so many dishes that are stars. It's like the all-star game. It's like it's like the all-star game for the NBA. you got all these stars right next See, to you. And it's just, it's a role player. But, I mean, I just don't think it's necessary. Honestly, I could do a Thanksgiving dinner without mashed potatoes in general. See, mashed potatoes, they're solid. Nobody does, I mean, it's like, it's kind of the macaroni and cheese. It's, nobody hates on macaroni, but it's not to the level where everybody loves it. I think everyone loves macaroni. No, everybody loves no, mashed potatoes. I'm mashed saying mashed potatoes. Not everybody, not everybody loves, loves mashed potatoes. potatoes. I mean, if there's mashed potatoes, I'm going to eat some mashed potatoes. But it's never anything to write home about. It's like voting Gordon Hayward into the All-Star game. Ooh. Ooh. That's in my opinion. It's getting opinionated here. Oh, yeah. Can I, can I, can I, can I of course, create Gordon one, Hayward's one last scenario before we have to uh, leave? Mm-hmm. Turkey. I don't know what I just said. One second. 
what I meant to say was <laughs> Thanksgiving, no turkey or no mac and cheese. Which one are you choosing? No turkey. Mm, yeah, probably. Um, but turkey's turkey's, turkey's like, iconic. The, the question is if you is, okay as long as there's a as long as there's a protein in there, I think you can go without turkey. I've had That's I've right. done a Thanksgiving meal without turkey before. That's a fact. Right. I've had I've had just ham. I mean, I think you can get away, I think you can get away with it. I don't. I don't, think, it's I don't think it's the. Yeah, I don't think it's the ideal route. I don't think it's the preferred route. Oh, no, I think definitely not. No. I think it's a possibility that in dire situations, especially you know, turkeys are hard to find this year. Really? So, I didn't. There's a turkey shortage. Uh, turkeys are hard to find, and That's they're very expensive. Really? I didn't know oh. that. So, if you if you got to go without the turkey, I think it's a possibility. Hey, if, you, if you're going without without a turkey, just buy some more sweet potatoes and mac and cheese. Exactly. Well, Killian, I think this was actually one of our our best. Um, our best concerns as far civilized. it didn't, it it didn't civilized. evolve into some, you know, spinning argument, and I think it's it bodes well for the future. So, Killian, you can wrap this up. Thank you all for listening to episode four, part four of Killian's concerns. Make sure to check up next time, and I'll see you later. And we're back. We got one last segment today. You know, we're just going to talk about, you know, some of the recent success for, for um, for Jesuit, and we can gotta give thanks for that. You know, we've had always. two two great seasons. It's always good. It's always good to sports. recognize the Jays being on top. Fall sports is wrapping up. I mean, first of all, it depends. I mean, Gizzard Gaming, they're a fall sport, but they're still going. Their playoffs just started. Um, looking looking promising. Looking promising. I mean, there's only one other really really good team left in the country. And so it should be a showdown for the ages. Swimming, dominant win. Fortieth state championship in swimming in two all American considerations for the swim team there. Really? Yeah, it was impressive. Their relays, they went re- they did really well. So they broke some records. Yeah, and some then state ju- records in relay. Junior Jack Primo, mm-hmm. state record hundred back. It was impressive. Wow, he's swimming the he's swimming the hundred back. Fashion, some guys are swimming the hundred free. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, that's a bad look if you're other teams. I'm just saying, and. Obviously, me hits home a little more personally. Cross country, CC, second straight championship sweep, sweep the Jess, sweep. the Jess sweep. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, sweep. Sweep in the floor. It was baby. a perfect sweep score. In the floor of it was, fifteen. It was you know it was I guess not something that's never been done. History was made. History was made in both sports. And Swimming hey, history. And Jack DeRoche set the, the the record in Natchitoches. Course, course, record course yeah. on a rainy and windy day. Ran a 1446. Yeah, 1446. It was it was 3 just, mile. He went masterful. He went out hard. That's my one mile. He was feeling good and just I mean, he hammered it. So, I think I think it was just a super impressive result all around, but really was the was what what we had trained for all year, what we knew was possible. And so we went out there with a goal. We trained with that goal in mind, and we just went out and executed what we had been practicing, and it, it worked out perfectly. And, I mean, we've already, we've already had two state championships just through the fall season. And looking into, this, into the winter season, basketball is looking great, currently sitting 4-0 and and haven't gotten the football players back. And then yet we have soccer, who's crushing it as well. We just beat our – our revenge team. We got revenge against Dutchtown. We got revenge against Dutchtown, and then wrestling's looking great, and that's without Spencer Lenoska being able to wrestle yet. So it's just and looking like a him. promising, a good promising athletic year for the Jays. I think 
it really goes to show how how well Jesuit's been able to have continued success in really the last two years, three years, ever since that, that baseball state championship has just been up for the Jays. And so looking forward to a great winter season, great spring season. And as you know, this has been season four, episode five of the 10 Minute Break podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Dowd, alongside Roland Magusback. Thank you for listening. Killian Line. Appreciate it. And we hope to see you next time. Peace.